Welcome to the Mixing Babies and Business podcast. I'm Amy Lynch, and I've been bringing my kids into business settings since becoming a parent in 2016. This podcast contains a mixture of solo and interview guest mini episodes focused on all things parenthood, business, flexible, and remote work with kids. Season 5 has been sponsored by the Startup Women Fund, presented by Startup Canada, Scotiabank, and UPS. Thank you for tuning in. Hit the subscribe button and leave a review online. It helps other parents find the podcast, and I really appreciate your support. Kate Toon is an award-winning misfit entrepreneur, down-to-earth human, and parent of one kid. Through her stay-tuned group of companies, she's on a mission to demystify digital marketing and has helped over 10,000 businesses to date. She's a renowned speaker, podcaster, and author, and was named Businesswoman of the Year and Training and Education Provider of the Year at Australia's My Business Awards. In the second mini-episode, we talk about marketing funnels, playing the long game in business, adjusting your expectations as a parent, and how she's combining business and family travel this year. Let's get into it. You give away a lot of amazing resources in your multiple newsletters you have, your online communities, your social media, and some people are very pro, give them all the goodies, give, you know, get people interested. And then there's either a, I guess, a funnel or a quick changeover to offers or a selection of offers. And you give away a lot of content and resources that are very helpful. And I just wonder what your strategy is around that, if at all, or if it's been an experiment over time and you've just had to tweak as you go. Um, it's definitely a funnel. It may not be as as obvious a funnel as I'd say some, I'm going to make a sweeping generalization, but some American marketers mm-hmm. where you can almost see the font size change and the urgency increase. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh God, here we go. You know, and suddenly I'm being emailed three times a day to get the this limited time offer that's not really a limited time offer. So mine's much more of a, a gentle slope rather than a you know a rapid drop. I will, as you said, consistency is everything. So I probably sent that clever the, the copywriting school newsletter for seven years, every month for seven years. There's a little bit of information in there, a little bit of sales. Does that immediately then turn into a funnel to join the membership? No, because I just appreciate that it's we're playing a long game here. You know, people talk about having to see something seven times before they even understand it. You know, you talk about having something you can talk about for 10 years because that's when people will finally start to get what you do you know so it's a long game I play the long game and I know that it works I've had I I talk about Sue she she probably hates me doing it but there's a member of my community Sue who was on my mailing list for seven years before she joined my membership was it because she was trying to make her mind up no the kind of stars needed to collide she needed the money she needed the need and my product needed to be the right fit for her then but she didn't unsubscribe because she liked my world and she was just waiting for the opportunity when something I was selling was right for her. So I think again, it's that the world will wait. Be patient. You may not see the return on investment on your action tomorrow or even next year, but you're just slowly, I don't know, wearing people down. That's the wrong n- analogy. Building people. No, up. no, no. I love it. I have I have this. <laughs> okay. I'm going to just be honest with you here. I, I told this to my husband um, because I'm like, when I think about being persistent, I think about, I was in New York City one time and I was watching this barge crushed the ice in February. It was freezing. And I was just, every time I'm like, oh, should I give up? Should I stop? I think about the barge. Be more it was barge. just slogging away, crushing that ice so that I the love supplies an analogy. We've had across. butter and bread, Groundhog Day. I love yes. a good analogy. Be the little tugboat that could yes, crush that yes. ice. <laughs> and and like 
like with parenthood, I don't know if you found it similar, but sometimes you have these weeks or these moments where you're like, is this working? Is, is not, is it paying off, but will this click? Yeah. Yeah. No validation. You don't know. You just don't know, you know, and, you know, now my son's a bit older and I remember being little and, you know, endlessly reading to him, which I felt was for him, but really it's because I love, love reading, you know, and, um, you know, spending hours doing Lego and all that kind of stuff. And you're doing it because it's the right thing to do. And but you're doing it because you, you enjoy it as well. And you're thinking, will it make them a great reader? So here I am today. My son doesn't read books at all, um, which is devastating to me. We're about to go on a trip to Europe and we're going to have to read books because he has no attention span because of the world that we live in. But he's an amazingly artistic boy with a great vocabulary very academically gifted at school very into maths though so you know here's me trying to steer him towards literary and he's brilliant at maths I'm terrible at math and so it worked but not quite in the way I thought it would you know so in the book I, I talked to a parenting coach and she said the biggest thing that parents need to understand is that we don't have any real control because we have our influence over our children, but then, you know, they have grandparents and relatives and friends, then they go to, you know, daycare and then school. They've also got the television and TikTok and whatever. The amount of influence on your child other than your own is huge. So you can only control what you can control. And for me, that was quite actually a huge relief. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you add to that nature and nurture and, you know, all the studies say it's about 50-50 that your child just comes out the way they are. And then 50% is their environment they're in. And again, that that takes it back a little bit because I think one of those things we're so hard on ourselves as business owners but even harder as parents to get it right but there is no right you know you, you, you were, and the very fact that any of us ask ourselves that question already shows that we care and we're trying to be good parents because believe me parents who don't ask that question don't give us do you know what I mean so the very fact that we're worrying about is it too early to read them this or should we breastfeed them to this age or should we let them co-sleep you know by the time your kid is 18 they're not going to be co-sleeping and they're not going to be breastfed and they're going to be fine and I just think we need to take the pressure off ourselves a little bit. Can you talk about in retrospect, what kind of childcare or supports you wish had existed whenever you were raising your son and building your business or or even just share a bit about what your situation looked like? Yeah, I mean, I moved to Australia. Um, so, you know, I had me and my partner and my partner was a very re- reluctant dad. He won't mind me saying that, like for the first year, he just was not engaged at all. And it was quite challenging. No family, no, you know, my parents came and visited once, I think maybe twice because it's very expensive to come all the way from the UK. So I was on my own. I was also the first of my peer group to have a child. So while some of my friends were willing to pop over and have a cup of tea, they just didn't get it, you know? So I was quite reliant on my mother's group and one particular mother, Fiona, love her, was great for me and a real friend but no I didn't have much support and it was very lonely and also that was when I was starting my business and there were not it wasn't like it is now you know Facebook was in its infancy you know there were no groups there were no memberships there was no online the Facebook groups didn't exist there was no online community for women who were also parents and business owners there was nothing and so really that's why I set up a lot of what I set up so my clever copywriting community I set that up on Google plus which doesn't exist anymore for myself when I was about two years in because I was like I just need someone to talk to like how do I bill this job do I do a 50% deposit or you know what do I do when the client asks for amends and we've re- I don't know what to ask so I set my communities up for myself and then slowly they've evolved into communities for other people so really the business I have now is the business I wish had existed for me when I started you know because it was really lonely and I and it wasn't fun you know and I I, I, I wouldn't 
want that for anybody. So that's why I make all these little gangs now. Communities are the main way that I build my business. You know, just having other people to talk to is so important. Shout out to Fiona if you're listening. Everyone <laughs> needs a listen Fiona. to this. Everyone needs a Fiona in their life. I can just think of like for every child I've had the who is my Fiona, depending on where I lived <laughs> and how disconnected was I. And and yeah, and you've like, moved around as well. You've moved yeah. around, so you lose your community as well. You know, you yeah. lose the people. Yeah, and that's why I was so awkward putting myself in these situations where I was like, well, at least I'm not alone at this networking event because I have my baby mm. with me. Like I have someone to talk to <laughs> if no one wants to talk to me after. I love but that. it actually to me felt less isolating than being a remote freelancer in a foreign country where I don't know anyone. So yeah, I had an icebreaker. But um, <laughs> speaking, going back to your trip to Europe and your son, you posted on LinkedIn recently about speaking engagements and yeah. your criteria for accepting them. And they involved getting paid, paying for travel or the travel of yourself and your son, and just having something that's mutually beneficial, but mainly getting paid. Otherwise, you can sit at home making money in your undies, which yes. I love was very, very honest. And a lot of people responded to that. So were you always in that frame of mind or has no, it just evolved? Of course not. It sounds all ever so smug, doesn't it? I think back in about 2017, so my son would have been eight, I think. I did an awful lot of speaking gigs then. Shout out to my then partner who was very supportive and let me go away. I think I was having a bit of a seven-year crisis of just like, I need to do something with my life. So I did a lot of speaking gigs. It was very challenging. I missed my son a lot. It did have a massive impact on my business. But at the end of the year, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I just miss, maybe I can do this when I'm older, my son is growing up, but I'm not going to miss out on this time with my son because it doesn't feel very much, but it adds up. You know, you come back from a weekend away and they're like a foot taller. I mean, they're not, but that's what you feel like. And then I remember asking one event, could I bring my son when he was about eight? And they said yes. And so he sat there on his iPad. Did I stay at the event all day? No, I was only there for a couple of hours, but it was magical. And we got to go to a new city and have a great experience. But this big trip to Europe is a game changer because... A, I am getting paid by the big conference that I'm speaking at. And I'm so grateful. You know, obviously, it's run by a woman, which makes a difference. And, you know, she allowed me to bring my son. And actually, he's going to volunteer at the event, which I think will be an amazing experience for him. But then on the back of that, I'm using that trip to take him around Europe. We're going to Netherlands and Paris and London and York. And I've got little meetups in each place. And it's, you know, it's going to be an amazing trip of a lifetime. And I feel kind of proud. I know it's, you're not supposed to say you're proud. But I'm proud that my business can afford me to do that because obviously the conference pays for a tiny chunk of that. The flights and everything else I'm covering from my business and then I'm covering his expenses from my personal funds. And I just feel like, look at me, you know, <laughs> I'm sort of all that off butter it. and all those bread all slices. All that butter paid off, man. I was like, all that ice that I chewed through. <laughs> this feels like a bit of a moment for me, you know, and as soon as it's happened, I'll be, I'll want another moment because that's what humans are like, but it's a milestone and I'm trying to recognize it as such because it represents a lot. It represents confidence. It represents where I'm at, that someone is willing to pay me to travel to Europe to speak. And it represents financial, a level of financial security that I've achieved by myself that I can offer this to my son. And I've, I, yeah, I feel quite proud. Soak it up. And also, I'm a, I really believe the whole, you know, believe it, see it, all that stuff, because I used to share what I was experiencing just to be like, is anybody else going through this? Or this is what happened to me in case you want to try it too. When you have these wins or these moments that are achievements that you want to maybe just take a moment to celebrate and recognize mm -hmm. yourself. 
Thanks again to Kate Toon for speaking with me about her approach to marketing and sales, releasing control as a parent, recognizing what's important to her, and celebrating the moment in business and life that she's at. The next episode will feature the final part of our conversation where we'll talk about how she's building a lifestyle business and what she wishes someone would have told her years ago. Check out her work at katetoon.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your network and leave a review. It helps other parents find the podcast, and I sincerely appreciate any support and feedback you provide. Access resources focused on creating more parent-friendly business experiences, spaces, and opportunities at mixingbabiesandbusiness.com. Thanks for listening.